What's up, y'all? This week's episode is brought to you by Hair Bakery Boutique. If you're looking for a new wig, then the Hair Bakery Boutique is the place to shop. All the wigs are made with love and are named after the owner's favorite desserts at affordable prices. And the best thing about them is she offers a payment plan. It is located in Atlanta, Georgia, but shipping is an option if you are not local. But if you are local, every wig is served with a complimentary cupcake. So make sure you go check out Hair Bakery Boutique on Instagram at Hair Bakery Boutique. And make sure you tell her that Jessica sent you. So let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to the Dear Sister Podcast. A weekly, raw, and transparent conversation discussing topics centered around issues that most women face, but that we rarely discuss out of fear that we are the only ones experiencing them. So get ready to laugh, cry, but most importantly, be ready to heal. I'm your host, Jessica Janae. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Dear Sister Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Janae. Happy Monday or happy whatever day you are listening to this week's episode. I hope that your day and your week is off to an awesome start. Um, I'm super excited. I'm always excited to be sitting down and recording, but I'm definitely excited because on Saturday, I had like a nice little life experience. So Saturday morning, I went to class um, and I basically was chilling in class. We were having our discussion and my professor asked the class, you know, who is used to blogging, blogging or who has any experience with blogging? And of course, my classmate turns and she points to me. And was like, she also has a podcast because my professor, she wants to implement podcasting and blogging into our course, right? And so she was like, Jessica, come up and show us what you got. Show us your podcast, show us your blog. And I was told her, I was like, you know, I haven't blogged in a really long time because I prefer to talk instead of writing. Um, so I wasn't able to show her much about the blog, but I was able to pull up my podcast and Dr. Fields was like, you know, Jess, I kind of feel some type of way because I thought we were better than that. You know, I've known you since you were an undergrad and I did not know that you had all these awesome things going on. And I told her, I said, I'm not really good at promoting myself. Like I can promote the heck out of somebody else's stuff. But when it comes to myself, I have to get better at being my voice and speaking up for myself as far as like all the great things that I'm doing. And so then she goes on to ask me what, like what got me started? Like tell her about the podcast. And I try to, I started off by trying to tell the, her in the class, you know, about what I talk about. But I was like, you know, I can't start right there. I have to go back to the beginning. And so my lesson of the week is that I was reminded on Saturday why I do this. Like when I say I was in class crying, I was sharing my testimony. And most of y'all who listen to the podcast know my testimony. But it was just so refreshing to be reminded why I do what I do. Why do I get on here every Sunday and record this to release it on Monday? And it's because I want women all over the world, not just in South Carolina, not just in North Carolina, not just in the US, but in the entire world to remember that they are not alone because the enemy wants us to believe that the things that we go through 
are just us. Like, we're the only people that go through them so that we don't talk about it, so that we suffer in silence. But the truth is, my sister and my brother listening to this episode, is that we all go through similar things at different times of our lives, but we all serve the same great God. So if he did it for me, he has enough power and more than enough power to do it for you. So I was reminded this week, why I do what I do. Um, and I want you to think about why you do what you do. Maybe you've lost like your your push to keep going. Maybe you lost your push and your your drive to do what God has called you to do. But I want you to just think back for a minute. Why you even started? What was your why? Why did you start? Who did you start for? And what are you doing it for? And I think once you do that, that will give you the push that you need to keep going and to give it at your all and even maybe get better at what you're doing. So that was my lesson of the week. Another lesson of the week um, that I'm still trying to figure out how to verbalize. So I'm just going to give you all a I guess a preview of it. Um, and I'm going to go to God and ask him, like, exactly how do you want this to be broken down? Because I feel like he was telling me this. But um, earlier today, I text um, this guy and I was like, how are you feeling? Right. Usually I say, how are you feeling today? But I changed it. Like I paused and I was like, well, he just posted that somebody died. So he's probably not feeling his best. So I changed it to how are you doing? And that's when it dropped in my spirit, doing versus feeling. A lot of times I ask people, how are you feeling today? But a lot of times how we're feeling should not really be matching up to how we're doing. Sometimes I don't feel like doing something, but I know that I have to do it because it's bigger than me. Sometimes you may not feel like going to work, but you know that you're doing You have to do it to make your money. So a lot of times how we're feeling does not match up to what we're doing. And sometimes we're doing way better than how we're feeling about what we're doing. So I just want to, I want you to just kind of marinate on that this week. Feeling versus doing. How are you feeling versus how are you doing? Because you may be doing an excellent job, but because you're feeling like you're not doing enough, that takes away your your pride in what you're doing that takes away you appreciating yourself for all that you're doing so this week don't focus so much on how you're feeling because a lot of times our feelings will get us get in the way of us seeing how awesome of a job that we're doing if that makes sense so that's a little side piece a side little lesson that i learned as i was texting somebody how they're feeling but i changed it to how are you doing so let's jump right in to this day today's topic um, so last Tuesday ended my man fast. So I mentioned it slightly on earlier episodes, um, about how God told me to give up men, but I didn't go into details because I was still going through it. Um, but last Tuesday on the 10th ended my 41 day man fast. So back over the summer, if you recall the one year episode that I did I told you all how I went to the park I did this nature trail and then I sat down took I prayed to God and then I took my pen in my journal and I just wrote down everything that God placed on my heart and so I wrote a letter I wanted God to write a letter to give to the reader I mean not to the readers but to the listeners of this podcast but after I did that 
I also wrote a letter to myself. So anything that God told me pertaining to me, I wrote it down, right? And sidebar, I got like two text messages from people who said like, what God spoke through you was for me. Like that had me shook, but that's another story for another day. But one of the things that God told me when I was writing down um, in my journal for me was that I needed to give up men for 41 days. Now I have been single for two years. December will make it three years. Um, but of course I've dealt with other guys. I've entertained other guys. Um, but for the past 41 days, I did not go on a date with anybody. I did not sit on the phone. Um, uh, well, let me not say that. I started getting on the phone with this particular guy from back home, maybe the last a week and a half of the fast. And I would tell God, like, God, if this is not what you want me to do, like, please let me know. Um, so there were moments where I just would not talk to him. But we did speak on the phone a few times um, the last week and a half of my fast. Um, and so when I tell you I gained so much clarity, I feel like during that fast, I was delivered from my past. Um, not delivered from my past in a way like I was still bound, but... I still have my heart on reserve for somebody who I know is probably not the man that God has for me. And so during this time, it allowed me to get to know God on a different level, in a different capacity. And it just allowed me to get to be okay with just being me and God. You know what I'm saying? Without any distractions from a man. Um, and I was so peaceful. It was very peaceful. Um, people would tell me I had a glow. And I just would be like, thank you. But deep down, I knew it was a glow from just being content and just being at peace with just God and myself. Um, and so this 41-day fast was very much needed. Sometimes it was frustrating um, because of the simple fact, like, after day two of me starting this fast, I met this guy at a party that my cousin had. So my cousin turned 50. So she had a little party at her house and she had a private chef to come cook for her and her guests. And he looked just like Ralph Angel. And I shared that with y'all. Like he was so fine. And I was like, God, like why was like, why would this man who looks like Ralph Angel? And you know, I love Ralph Angel. And if you don't know who Ralph Angel is, then you need to check out Queen Sugar that comes on the own network. But I was like, God, like he is so fine. Like why? Like why? Why? Like, why? So, um, I did get his number. And he did ask me on a date after the 41-day fast was over. So, we'll see if I go on a date with him. I'm still waiting on God to instruct me on how to handle that. Um, so, I'll let you guys know how that goes. Um, but I'm going to take a pause right here because my phone is about to die. And I need to go get my charger. Okay, I'm back, y'all, because my phone was trying to not let me be great. But, um, so the 41-day fast was an awesome experience. If you're single, I challenge you to ask God, like, should you go on a man fast? Um, because if you're like me, I've been single for almost three years, but I always would have somebody to take up that time. But these past 41 days, I actually got to enjoy just me and God, and it was definitely a great experience and so it kind of leads up to the new series that i'm starting on this podcast so i am starting a single ladies uh series 
because today's episode is what I wanted to talk about. But I wanted to just make it one episode. But on Saturday, while I'm driving and asking God, you know, to instruct me on what he wants me to talk about, he told me that I need to make this into a series. And so that's what I'm going to do. So the single ladies is going to be a series. How many episodes in this series will there be? I don't know. But there are single ladies and I'm going to be coming at you as a big sister who loves you. Um, and I'm going to be using my own personal experience. Y'all know I don't get on here and talk about nothing that I don't know about. That's not me. But I'm going to be coming from a place of love and a place of experience. And I pray that it will touch your hearts because there's so many of us that are lost. And when I say us, I say me included because we're lost about different things. And so today's episode is single ladies, stop being thirsty. Stop being thirsty. Um, Maybe by the time I actually upload this episode, I may have like a more clever title, more catchy title. But right now it's just stop being thirsty. So of course, I'm going to back this up with scripture. So I'm going to be coming from John chapter four, verses six through 18. Okay. John chapter four, verses six through 18. And it says, or and it reads, Jacob's well was there and Jesus tried as he was from the journey. I'm sorry. As he was tired from the journey, he sat down by the well and it was about noon When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will support will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, y'all, this is my favorite part because this was so petty. He told her, go back, get your husband, and then come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, First of all, let me stop acting like I'm not a reading teacher because that had a period. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Y'all, that just gets me every time because I'm like, Jesus, that was so petty. Because um, you're right. You don't have a husband. You've had five husbands. And the man you not you with right now is not your husband. Like I my face would have fell to the floor if God would have told me that. Like, <laughs> like pause. Like I oop. Okay, so this woman went to the well. Um, and Jesus was there. 
you know, she was thirsty. First of all, Jesus asked her for some water. And she was basically like, why are you talking to me? Because we're not supposed to be talking to each other. Because we, like, from two different people. So why are you talking to me? And Jesus basically tells her, like, you're coming back to this well to quench your thirst that this water is never going to quench. But if you drink from my well... You won't thirst again. And so that's how I get today's topic is, sis, stop being thirsty. My first point is no man will be able to satisfy you and your needs the way that God can. No man will be able to satisfy you and your needs the way God can. My first breakup was in 2011. I did not have my next boyfriend until 2016. And I used to get so frustrated because I would be like, God, like how come so-and-so has moved on? They w- She was only out of a relationship for two months or three months and now she got a whole new boyfriend. How come this girl over here was in like a 10-year relationship? They broke up for four months and now she's in a relationship and she's so in love. And I'm over here single, like single, single. Like, God, that's not fair. And during that time, I truly believe that God was showing me that no man can satisfy me. Y'all listen to me as I say this. I have been in a relationship with them with two different men. I've also had situationships, right? And I've had them in my life. I've also had I've been single, single, where I don't talk to nobody. And the only thing that has been consistent with a man or without a man has been God. When my bills were stacking up and I didn't have enough money to pay them, God was there. When I didn't have, feel like I had any friends to count on, God was there. When I didn't know like if I was coming or if I was going, God was there. Not a man. I don't care how awesome your man is because I know that God is going to bless me with an awesome husband, a godly husband. But at the end of the day, I have learned that no man will be able to satisfy me the way that God can satisfy me. And that's why a lot of our relationships don't work. Why? Because we are going to another human expecting them to meet certain needs that God put in us so that only he could fulfill them. Let me say that again. A lot of our relationships do not work because we are expecting other humans who put on their pants the same way that we do to meet certain needs that God gave us so that we could depend on him. So until you realize that no man will be able to satisfy you the way that God um, can satisfy you. And when I say no man, I don't just mean like males in a relationship with you. I mean certain friendships. Until you realize that they cannot satisfy certain needs, but those needs can only be met by God. You're going to require things of them that they are not capable of fulfilling. And then when they let you down, you be sitting over here with your feelings hurt because you have put them on a pedestal and expecting them to be your knight in shining armor when God didn't create them to do that for you. Okay. My second thing is stop wasting time with men you know can't carry you, your weight, or your assignment. I have dealt with men who did not understand me to start off with but that could not handle the fact that God has a calling on my life right that God has put a gift inside of me that requires me to go through things so that I could then turn those things into messages every man is not designed or built to carry you your weight or your assignment and I do not mean 
physically or literally carry you or literally carry your weight. But every man is not going to do that, right? So you're over here dealing with spiritual warfare and you're going to your man trying to explain to him and he looking at you like you crazy, but he's not able to identify that you are going through spiritual warfare because he don't even know about that. Right? So stop wasting your time. A lot of times we settle. We settle for men because we feel like, well, I'm going to get somebody's attention. Might as well be you. Right? Stop settling. When I tell you I truly believe that God has a man for me, I truly believe that. I am also learning at this stage in my life that it may not come in the package that I have always imagined for myself. But I cannot settle. You cannot afford to settle. You cannot afford to settle. Listen to me as I say this. You cannot afford to settle. God has placed something inside of you. That he needs you to accomplish here on the earth. Because he put you on the earth at this specific time with this specific generation. Because he knew that you had a gift that the world needed. You, your future, your gift, and the women and the men and the boys and girls that are attached to your gift cannot afford for you to settle in this season because you're tired of being single. So you go with the first dude that jumps into your DMs. And we're going to get in that in a few about the DM situation. But you have got to stop wasting your precious time because you're so tired of waiting. You're so tired of being single. You have got to stop wasting your time with men who you know can't carry you, your weight, or your assignment. And please know, because I don't know who this is for. But I had to learn this years ago. There is a difference between a man, a church man, and a man who loves God. Just because he sits in church all day, every day, sits, do not mean that he has a heart after God's own heart. You need to start praying for discernment. And let me tell you another thing. So many of us are quick to say, I want a man who loves God. I want a man who has a calling on his life. But let me tell you, I've been with a man who has a, who has a calling on his life. And when I tell you the attacks are so real that I was not strong enough to handle the attacks that my ex-boyfriend was dealing with, nor was he able to handle the attacks that I was dealing with from us being with each other because at the end of the day the enemy don't want two people who know they have a calling who know that they have a gift or know their purpose who are already trying to walk in that purpose and their gifts to be with each other right so you have to make sure that you're not wasting your time with men you know cannot carry you your weight or your assignment Number three, be careful what you share on social media. Um, I remember a few, like maybe a month or two ago. Well, this is back over the summer because this is before I went on my social media fast. Um, there was a post that I made and I cannot remember what the post was. It was something to the fact like my man has not been born. It was something like that. And so one of my old friends, she the end it was like just stop saying that like stop posting stuff like that because your man is coming like in perfect timing god is gonna send you your man but you gotta stop saying stuff like that so i was like you know what you're right and then i was reminded 
about a few weeks ago, like not a few weeks ago, but a few months ago, not even a few, maybe like last year, this time, where I felt that this guy had been sent to my life to play with what I was giving off on social media. Because I feel like a year ago I was giving off on social media that I was single and that I was so stressed out about being single. I feel like that's the vibe I was giving off last year. If I'm completely honest. And I felt like he was sent by the enemy as a distraction because he was feeding that part of me that was tired of being single. And so when I say that you have to be careful what you share on social media, there are men who are preying on women who are constantly posting stuff on social media. So before you post on, because there are a lot of times, even on Saturday, I saw this post that was like, um, I'm a girl who likes flowers or future bay. I'm a girl who likes flowers, right? And I really want to post that because I am a girl who likes flowers. But every time I'm about to post something like that, I feel like God tugs at my heart and tells me not to do it. Why? Because the man that he has for me, when he comes at me, he's going to learn me. He's going to learn my love languages. He's going to learn what I like. He's going to learn what he needs to do in order to satisfy those love languages. And he will know that sending me flowers is a, it's one thing that I like. I won't have to post that on social media because a lot of you who are posting that type of stuff on social media i like flowers i like dates at the park i like dates at the beach there is there are men out there not all of them but there are some men out there who prey on that and who will take you to every beach that he can find he will send you every flower that he can find only to get what he wants from you and be gone after that Stop selling yourself on social media. The man that God has for you, he will learn you. You don't have to give us a ad or advertisement about what you like via Instagram, via Facebook. The man that God has for you, he will want to learn about those things when he gets to know you. You don't got to tell us. And the question I want you to ask yourself, when I post something on Instagram, when I post something on Facebook, when I post something on Snapchat, am I attracting a man from a place of wholeness, like a place where you can't come at me any kind of way, so don't even think about it. Like, I may be single, but I'm satisfied, and I have peace, and if you're going to try to come at me, you better not be coming to disturb that peace. Or are you attracting men from... A place of low self-esteem, like, bro, she looked like she desperate. All I got to do is show her some attention. All I got to do is send her a text message every morning, and I'll have her on lockdown. What are you projecting with the things that you post? There was a girl. Oh, my God. There's this girl who posts on Instagram. And she don't do it all the time, but you can clearly tell that she's still hurt from her breakup. And you can clearly tell that she does things for attention. Now, does her ex-boyfriend still follow her? I don't know. Nor do I care. But because I don't know if it's because I've been there and I'm able to kind of pick that up. And maybe it's just discernment. But ladies, be careful what you are sharing on social media. Because like I said, there are men who are preying on women who seem like they have low self-esteem or they're just super pressed for a relationship and some attention so remember to ask yourself with what i'm posting 
Am I attracting a man from a place of wholeness? Or am I attracting a man from a place of low self-esteem? And I'm going to add another point. Be careful what you speak. Be careful what you speak. So many times I used to be like, oh, my man isn't even born yet. I'm going to be single for a long time. And look, I've been single for a long time, right? So you have to be careful with the words that come out of your mouth. And not just with a relationship. Not just with, you know money but in every aspect of your life do not speak the things that you don't want to see speak the things you do want to see speak what you see until you see it be careful with the words that come out of your mouth um with our group chat you know sometimes we have the thing like we'll screenshot a couple and be like meanwhile i'm twiddling my thumbs or meanwhile my man ain't even born yet. Like, stop saying those things. I have to get on myself about that because I have to be very careful that I'm not speaking things that I don't want. So speak what you want to see until you see it. But also be careful with what you think you want because a lot of times, oh, Jesus, let me tell you, this is the third lesson of the week. Let me put this in right here. A lot of times, and I'm learning this at work, Okay. A lot of times the things that you thought you wanted turn out to not even be what you needed because it may look good, but it does not fit what you have going on. It may look good, but it does not fit with what you have going on. And I'll get into that at the end of the school year, child. But just know I interviewed somebody and thought they were perfect. Oh, time out. Okay. I thought this person was about to hit my car with their door. Sorry, y'all. I'm that nosy person that looks out the window. So, I interviewed this person. Thought they were perfect for the job. Told my principal that she should hire this person. Now that they're here, it's not what I need. (laughs) It's not what I need for my team. It's not what I thought it was going to be. And it looks nothing like what it looked like at the beginning during the interviewing process. So I'm here to tell you is to stop thinking that what you want is always what you need. Because that it could always be far from the truth. Okay. Number five, stop being with a man just so he can take care of you. And let me explain this to you because there are some women who are still attached to a a guy because of what he can do for you. I've been there. I've talked to a guy because I knew he was going to like make sure I was good. But he was not the man that I needed, nor could he carry me, my weight or my assignment. But he definitely assisted me with making sure that I my bills, some of my bills are paid or whatever. Or making sure that my nails got done. You get what I'm saying? And there are some females who will... um, There are some females who will talk to a dude or continue to entertain a dude because they're taking care of you. And let me tell you what God told me to tell you. Stop giving it up to a man so he can pay your bills when Jesus paid the ultimate price. Not only did Jesus pay the ultimate price, but God owns every cattle on the hill and all he wants is your yes stop opening your legs for a man just so he can pay your bills stop entertaining a man just so he can pay your bills and help take care of you when jesus paid the ultimate price number one but number two god owns every cattle on the hill and all he wants from you is a yes the dude that's paying your bills wants you to bend that thing over god just wants your yes 
so which one will cost you more? Yo, yes, or you bending that thing over or busting that thing open, however you want to say it. Stop entertaining people just so you can get what you want. Because at the end of the day, it's not fair to them, but it's also not fair to you and your calling. I told y'all a few weeks ago when my coworker told me, All right, is a is a bill being paid worth more than the the vision that God has given you and the dollar amount that he's given you that he told you that vision was worth? Is your bill being paid once? Is your bill being paid once worth more than the vision God has given you and the dollar amount he told you that that vision was worth? And when she said that thing, y'all, I literally blocked the person the very next hour because she was right here i was for a second contemplating like i do i could use this bill getting paid but god has given me a vision it has told me how much money it is worth you get what i'm saying so y'all stop being with somebody just so they can take care of you and pay your bills because at the end of the day they want sex or whatever they want from you but god just wants your yes and he can supply your needs way quicker and way better than any human can. Number six, become what you desire. During this season of singleness, this is the time for you to become what you desire. I have, um, I have, how can I say this? I have a list, okay? I have a list of what I want in my husband. Will God probably send me everything on that list? He may not. Will it come packaged exactly how I want it to come packaged? Probably not. But these are things, there are things on my list that I really truly desire in a husband, in a partner, okay? But I had to realize while I was on that 41-day fast that I had to become those things. I can't expect my man to be all those things and I'm not those things. So during this season of singleness, I encourage you to try to become what you have on your list. If you want a man of integrity, are you a woman of integrity? Are you, you say you want a man after God's own heart, but are you a woman after God's own heart? You want somebody who is, who, who gives back, but do you give back? You get what I'm saying? Like, become the things that you desire become the things that you desire number seven your healing time looks different so stop letting social media rush you and do the work i saw a post on instagram let me try to pull it up i saved it because i was like aha i'm talking about first of all that aha was real corny sorry that um they posted on the shade room. It was from Sin Santana. She says, hey, you guys, how long does a heartbreak last? And I'm going to read some of the comments. Uh, somebody said, I'm trying to get out of a heartbreak. Somebody said, oh, wow, especially if you broke your own heart, it is well. Um, somebody said, a couple of years, you'll be okay. Somebody said, as long as you get, as long as you let it. Uh, somebody said, two, two months. Somebody said, until you get another love, boo. See, that's the problem right there. This girl said, until you get another love, boo. That is not true. Stop using people to heal your heart. Stop using people to heal your heart. You have to do your own work. Somebody said, one day. Somebody said, 
six months to a year if you're minding your own business. Somebody said two weeks. I cannot. But stop allowing people's social media high moments to make you feel like you have to rush your healing process. And I'm going to have an episode about the healing process of a heartbreak because it's so serious. And I did not do the right thing during my healing process of my first major breakup. I did it completely wrong. And I do not want any other woman to do this. So if you're fresh out of a heartbreak, if you're fresh and, you know, just trying to figure out like how long is this going to last, I will have an episode for you because social media will make you think that you're supposed to be broken up for two months and then have a new boyfriend. That is not true. Everybody's healing process is different. I really do not understand how somebody can be in a relationship with somebody for like six years, break up with them for six months, and then be with somebody else and be so in love. Now, that's just me. That's me coming from a human standpoint. I mean, God is good. So, he could, well, he could work like that. But I feel like a lot of people are rushing their healing process because they don't want to be alone. But I promise you, the more you, the longer you run from doing the work that God needs you to do for your process, the more times you're going to have to go back to that point. It's going to be like a revolving door. So your healing time will look different. Stop letting social media rush you. In the the story, um, the girl was like, I don't have a husband. And Jesus was like, you're right. You have five. You have five husbands. And the man you're with now, that's not even your husband. Stop bringing people onto your journey men like stop bringing men into your journey to avoid doing the work a new boyfriend is not going to help you heal your heart a new purse is not going to do that um swiping your credit card at your favorite store is not going to do that like you have literally got to do the work and then the next thing final thing number eight is we get it, sis. You're single. There are so many females who, it's like, sometimes I just want to tell them, like, sis, we get it. You're single. We get it, sis. You're single. Like, you don't got to tell us no more. We get it. You're single. Um, Stop promoting your singleness as if it is a bad thing as if because i'm telling you what i know there are people who are praying on that there are ministries and i'm put i got air quotes <laughs> ministries okay who are pimping you out because of your singleness they are pimping you out because of your singleness. They're saying everything that they know will make your little heart flutter. Like, if I do this for a week, my husband going to come out the sky. If I sow into this ministry, my husband's going to come the very next day. Stop using your singleness against you. Because there are people out there and there are ministries, air quotes, ministries out there who are pimping the hell out of a lot of people and their singleness. During your singleness, this is the time for you to get quiet, get before God, and do what he tells you to do. God told me one time, he said, Jess, you want a man. But this is before I started the podcast. He says, you want a man, 
But I can't even trust you to do what I've called you to do right now because you're so distracted and you don't have a man. Why would you think I will bring a man into your life to distract you from what I need you to get done? So, sis, what are you doing with your singleness? Are you being a good steward over your singleness? This is a time for you to be a good steward over your singleness. The Bible says, he that is faithful over few will be faithful over greater. He can be trusted to be faithful over greater. So, can God trust you during your season of singleness? Because if he can't trust you during your season of singleness, why would he trust you to do what he needs you to do? Why would he... Why would he trust you to do what he needs you to do with a man? Now, of course, when he brings you your husband, you know, your husband is going to help you. He's going to help you to grow in what God has called you to do. I'm sure of it. But can he trust you to do what he needs you to do right now? So I encourage you to get quiet, get before the Lord and do what he's telling you to do. Do what he's telling you to do. So remember, no man will be able to satisfy you and your needs the way God can. Stop wasting your time with men you know can't carry you. Your weights are the assignment that God has placed inside of you. Be careful what you share on social media. Are you attracting a man from a place of wholeness? Are you attracting people and things from a place of low self-esteem? Be careful with the words that come out of your mouth and stop being with a man just so he can take care of you. Stop giving it up to a man. Stop stop popping that thing open for a man so you can pay your bills when jesus has already paid it all he's paid the ultimate price but also because god has all he owns everything every cattle on the hill cattle on the hill excuse me and he just wants your yes he don't want your sex he don't want you to do extra things he just wants your yes become what you desire so that long list you have sitting in your room become everything on that list your healing will look different. So stop letting social media rush you and do the work. Your healing process will look different from other people's healing process. And next, we get it, sis. <laughs> You're single. Get quiet, get before the Lord, and do what he tells you you need to do during this season of singleness. I love you all. I pray that you have an awesome week. I'm super excited to be doing this um, single lady series. If you have any suggestions for what you want me to talk about on one of the episodes for this series or any questions you want me to answer, make sure that you email me at dearsisterpodcast at gmail.com or just slide into my DMs um, on Instagram or Facebook. I love you so much. I pray that you have an awesome week. I will see you all next time.